Hello and welcome to Well It Depends, a podcast exploring the grey areas of health, fitness and life. I am your host, Charlie Beestone. I'm a qualified nutritionist and performance coach who works with everyone from elite athletes and CEOs to recreational gym goers and the general population. Well, it depends is the title of this podcast as it's probably the three words that I say most often when asked a question. Because more often than not, the answer is, well, it depends. The aim of this podcast is to try and resist the urge to oversimplify complex topics and to dive deeper to help you, the listener, improve your understanding at a less superficial level. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope that it challenges you to reappraise your tightly held beliefs, that you remain open to alternative perspectives and that you deepen your understanding of the subjects discussed, even if you already have some knowledge of the topic. As basketball coach John Wooden once said, it's what you learn after you know all that counts. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So here we are, uh, podcast number two. So I started the podcast, uh, I put it out. Both people who listened to it told me that it was phenomenal, which was great. Um, And that was that. It wasn't that hard once I got over myself. I was just explaining why I wanted to do a podcast, what I thought it might bring for you and for me. Um, You can go and listen to episode one if you haven't already listened to it. So I thought that was that, really. And then, except I've then got to go and do another one. And that's when I thought, oh, bollocks, everyone's expecting me to provide some value now. The first one's really easy. Uh, The second one's a bit different because you've actually got to talk about something that's going to help people. So I immediately felt overwhelmed with that. Um, Do I just bore around with me again or do I try and get a guest on? Do I go deep on a nutrition topic? Do I just chat about mindset or the coaching or something that brings all of those things together? So more broad health and fitness type stuff. There were a lot of questions, a lot of things that were overwhelming. Then I sort of took a step back and thought, well, overwhelm, that's something that everyone struggles with. I know a lot of people come to work with me feeling overwhelmed. So let's start there maybe. So I want to chat about overwhelm. This should be something that helps you both with nutrition and behavior change because overwhelm is quite a big barrier to making changes, but also just in life in general because we've all felt overwhelmed at some point about something with something. So what is overwhelm? If we look at the dictionary definitions of overwhelm, they are to be buried or drowned beneath a huge mass of something and to have a strong emotional effect on. And I think we can relate to both of those things. So it's probably more complicated than we might first imagine we can be overwhelmed by a positive or negative experience we can be overwhelmed with gratitude grief hope sadness we can feel overwhelmingly something but i don't want to focus on specific emotions and being overwhelmed by them today i wanted to use this to focus on something we can all relate to and that's having lots to do or something big to do and not knowing where to start and then feeling overwhelmed with that i think everyone that's been on some sort of journey um, for want of a less wanky term, trying to change their health, change their nutrition, change anything else really. I think this is one of the big things that people struggle with is feeling overwhelmed at the start. So chatting about overwhelm is something I do a lot with clients when it comes down comes to breaking down their big goals into little habits. I use it with corporate clients when it comes to managing their energy and projects. And I use it myself like, well, for this now, um, I'm really interested in productivity. I nerd out about that a lot. So this is something that I use to break down some of my bigger projects into smaller day-to-day stuff. 
it's quite tempting to think of feeling overwhelmed as this really negative thing. And actually, I want to make a bit of a case for why feeling overwhelmed is a good thing. Point number one, feeling overwhelmed is a sign that you care about something. There are probably hundreds of episodes of Cash in the Attic. Do I feel overwhelmed about the fact that I'm probably not going to be able to see all of them? Absolutely not, because I couldn't give a fucking shit about Cash in the Attic. So actually feeling overwhelmed is a rational signal that you care about something. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, a really nice first step to take is to go, well, actually, I feel overwhelmed because this is something that I care about. And that's absolutely fine. And that's a good thing. Because from there, you're going, well, all these decisions are going to come to something that is important to me. And that's great. With that, there's an opportunity. So if we're feeling overwhelmed, it's often because it's something we care about, which then implies that there might be a good outcome at the end of it, somewhere along the line. So seeing the positive in overwhelm, it's okay, I just care about the outcome of this. And because that could be positive or negative, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed because the outcome could make us happy or give us purpose in some way. And then thirdly, we're aware of lots of the moving parts. If we weren't feeling overwhelmed, that might be a sign that we actually can't see all of the moving parts that are involved in the decision or a project, or we don't know what's coming up or what we can change. So a lot of the time, overwhelm is good because there's awareness of the things that we're dealing with which is a positive thing the more awareness you have the more you know the better now it is possible that you you don't know what's going on or what the next steps are and that is why you feel overwhelmed but that's okay like that's part of overwhelm as well the steps that i'm going to talk through are still very useful with that so what can we do about overwhelm um there are six steps that i use three of them are more related to our mindset and three of them are very practical in order to reduce overwhelm and I'm going to take you through it through the example of making this podcast about overwhelm so it's sort of like the film inception where there's an example within an example within an example the first one very simple is to take a deep breath so first and foremost just taking a pause to calm down refocus that's always useful whether it's overwhelm or something else just taking a second to refocus and be clear on what it is that you're trying to sort out is really going to help the second one is and i mentioned that we get overwhelmed because there could be a good or a bad outcome flip the question in your head um yes what if this all goes wrong is a very common thought for a lot of us but what if it goes really well this is something that i heard from um, the england cricket captain Josh butler on the high performance podcast the other day and i absolutely love it what if tomorrow is an unbelievable day and goes just as well as I thought it might or could or was possible? We don't devote as much time to that possibility as we do to the other one. So we devote way more time to what if this all goes to shit than we do to what if this goes amazingly. And often the probability is just as high for the good outcome as the bad outcome, but we solely focus on the bad outcome. So a little reminder to yourself that actually this could go really well is a really nice thing to have. Be okay with the idea of it not working out as well. Like that immediately removes some pressure. And as long as you are willing to look at your failures for ways that you can learn and improve, there's not really any failure anyway. So I'll probably cover fear of failure and perfectionism on another podcast, but being curious about failure over being judgmental will definitely help. And the third type of sort of mindset shift is thinking about the fact that you and your energy are finite. That's really empowering in itself. So Oliver uh, Oliver Berkman talks about this in his book, 4,000 Weeks. 
the idea that we need to make peace with the fact that we are finite. We cannot do everything all of the time. And this pursuit of trying to do everything all of the time is overwhelming and it leads us to be unproductive and miserable. So as soon as we remove that pressure of, well, actually, it's physically impossible for you to do everything and be everything in the time that you have on this planet. That's nice because then you can immediately go, well, if I'm not going to achieve everything, I may as well just focus on the things that I want to achieve that I can achieve in the time that I have with the energy that I have. So there are three things that I think really helped me. So just taking a step back, uh, taking a break, having a breath, thinking about your overwhelmed because this could go badly, but it also could go really well. And remembering that I haven't got time to do everything. So that's going to allow me to then pick what other things I am going to do. In terms of practical suggestions, the biggest thing that people can do that no one does is write down all of the things that they're thinking. So there's a really nice quote from um, a pro productivity sort of guru, uh, David Allen, and he says that your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. If you try and store everything you have to think about with regards to like a big area, a big topic, a big project in your life, and you're going to feel overwhelmed because that's not really what your brain is good at. If you have things written down, you're giving your brain space to problem solve on those things, be creative, think about how to get around those issues. Um, and your brain's much better at that. So actually, if you can give your brain the space to do that by writing down what it is that you're struggling with, it's going to perform better. So I wrote down everything that I wanted to achieve with this podcast episode, what I wanted to talk about. How did I want to break down the information? How did I want to be specific? Because overwhelm is a big topic and I wasn't going to cover all of it. Um, and that's really helped. So for you, it might be you want to write down that you're going to move more, you're going to sleep more, drink more water, eat more fruit and veg, eat more protein um, and drink less booze, for example. They might be things that you're going to write down that you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with changing to lose weight or be healthier. You're going to write down there the sort of things that I want to do. The next step is to make them the smallest steps possible. And a lot of people also get this step wrong. So some people might write down everything that they've got to do, but then leave it there. And that's not enough. So most of the things that people write down as things to do as tasks are effectively projects. They're not tasks. So if I write down, make a podcast on overwhelm, that's not a task. And it's amazing how many people would see that as a to do, as a thing to do. There's so many things that I have to do within make a podcast. So there's the research, there's writing down what it is that I want to talk about. There's recording the audio, there's editing the audio, adding the intro music, doing any voiceover stuff, outro stuff. There's publishing the podcast, promoting it on social media, adding a link to my bio on Instagram, uh, maybe even transcribing the podcast, sticking it as a blog, cutting down the video, making reels and stuff like that for Instagram. That's a huge task list. Whereas if I put make a podcast as my task that's going to blow my fucking swede off because that's that's enough to over, overwhelm anyone there's about 12 different tasks there and by writing down a task that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to prevent overwhelm because you've probably written down a whole project i see this a lot with people trying to change their food so they might write down eat healthier and that is not the smallest habit that you can make and it's so vague that it actually creates overwhelm and leads you to not do anything move more or sleep more or eat more veg are also too vague. They need to be broken down a bit further. So think about what that looks like for you in the smallest way. It might be go to bed 30 minutes early, uh, hit 3,000 steps before you go to work, two portions of veg at dinner, etc. You can see 
each factor of your well-being and those things we talked about at the start so like sleep movement nutrition you can see those as mini projects you could write down all of the tasks that you would like to do to get better at those projects and then just pick a couple and you pick one or two and you start implementing those regularly before you move on to the next one so there are loads of things we can do for sleep hygiene you might start with going to bed 30 minutes earlier and not going on your phone for an hour before bed so that's two out of a very long list but rather than improve sleep which is a shit task to try and focus on you've given yourself two very actionable small items that you can work on and measure every single day the last step is make sure that you prioritize the next steps so sometimes depending on what the project or the goal is there'll be clear priorities. So I can't edit the audio for this until I record the audio. I can't record it until I've written down what I want to talk about. I can't do that until I've done some research, et cetera, et cetera. So it might be that some of your steps are dependent on other things coming first. So you can prioritize your tasks. This works really well for bigger projects or bigger goals. So yes, you might want to run a marathon, but if you don't currently run, having a, doing a marathon is probably not your priority. Running marathon distance isn't a priority. You might want to think about doing couch to 5k first if you're new to running so you need to walk before you run if you'll excuse the pun sometimes it's about picking the lowest hanging fruit what's the easiest thing i can do in health and fitness world that might be adding a morning walk of 20 minutes it might be a piece of fruit and veg each meal and carrying a bottle of water around all day they're three pretty simple things that a lot of people can do or you certainly might be able to do in your situation they're going to make a huge difference to how you feel. Something I speak about a lot is sort of keystone habits. So if you look at your goal or what you want to change, what is one habit you can build that's then going to have that ripple effect where you start being able to change everything else? So if you're looking to lose weight or be healthier, having more energy is a really useful thing to have. Too many approaches to those things, trainers of energy, and then make everything feel hard. So if you can do a habit early on that gives you more energy, so that might be eat more fruit and veg because that's going to make you feel better. It might be drink more water because if you're chronically dehydrated, you won't have much energy. It might be getting outside in the morning or going for a walk, those sorts of things. That, things that give you energy are going to make all of your other changes much easier because you've got energy to do those things. And then the last thing is once you've got that list, you've written down what all the steps are and you're looking at priorities, make sure that the things you are writing down as a priority are things you can control and that you are not trying to do things you can't, which sounds really obvious, but a lot of people struggle with overwhelm. And actually, when you ask them about things they're overwhelmed about, they can't control them. So it's not particularly useful and it's not going to stop you feeling overwhelmed if you're constantly trying to manage things you can't manage. Um, an example of this is I have a lot of clients who worry about social occasions when we start working together and they feel overwhelmed about them. And when we dig into why they feel overwhelmed, it's because they can't track their food or they can't track exactly what's in the food or they can't weigh the food or they can't manage the type of food that they're eating. They want to manage all those things and they can't. So the overwhelm comes not from those things, but from the unrealistic expectation that they can. By writing down those things, you can cross out the things that you can't control and then focus on making priorities of the things that you can control. So in that social situation, it might be portion sizes. It might be stopping when you're full. It might be checking in with your hunger halfway, seeing if you want to finish a meal or a bit of food. It might be controlling what you drink. It might even just be controlling what you do around the social event. So 
manipulating your food before or the day after so that you can maximize the amount of enjoyment you get from that social occasion. So focusing on what you can control rather than being overwhelmed about what you can't. So that's pretty much all I had for today on overwhelm. Um, and just as a little conclusion, I think it's inevitable. I think everyone struggles with overwhelm. I don't know anyone that doesn't. I don't think there are people that don't experience it, but I do think there are people that deal with it better. So they have a system like the one above where they move through it quicker. They remove that sort of brain fog they've got. Um, they get some clarity and they get clear steps on one that, where they want to go next. There are some people who deal with it really well in one area of their life. So work is a great example, but then really struggle when they can't translate it to health and well-being. And actually, one thing they should notice is they don't do with health and fitness anything that they do at work to not be overwhelmed. So again, things like writing things down, scheduling things in your calendar, being clear on exactly what's required of you. All these things that you would do through work with the people you work with, people don't do for their health and fitness. I hope that was useful. Um, if anyone's got any feedback or any questions, then you can find me on Instagram at cbnutrition underscore. You can email me, email, email is not a thing. Um, email me at info at cbnutrition.com. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. If there's anything that you would like me to talk about in the future, please drop me a message and I will be happy to help. Have a great week.